For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Thursday, September 5th, and we are coming to you live from a meeting room in Canada. Today's episode 101, and we kept it 100, just like we wanted. Shout out Nate Burleson for the rhymes. (laughs) Today was a great day. I mean, it was a really good day. We got a chance to talk to two legends of their sport of life, Marshawn Lynch and Steve Nash. All thanks to our friends at The Zone for setting this up. We're in a train station. There's a lot going on. It was hot, but our live show launches on Monday on The Zone and on Westwood One, and we're giving away an Escalade. Oh, let's go! Yep, we're giving away an Escalade. Have to listen to the first week of live shows next week. Have to follow along to get code words and such to complete a little bit of a riddle to enter into a raffle. A riddle for a raffle. Good. Did we just think of that? No. Yeah. Who's to say? Who knows? It's legit. We're giving away an Escalade. That is for real. It's been parked in my driveway for about two years now. I don't know why I don't drive it, but I couldn't think of anything better than giving it away to an incredible fan who listens to the first live week we're on, Westwood One and DAZN. Wow. Wow. With that being said, big thanks to our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek, for sponsoring this podcast and also being the greatest ticket buying app on planet Earth and... The moon. Can't be too loud with the moon call there because we're in a hotel and we could get kicked out. But please know that if you're going to buy a ticket to any live event, you need to do it through our friends at SeatGeek. Because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you buy at that right, Nick. Damn right. What was that thing you wanted to go to the other day? Oh, hockey game? Yep, you want to go to a hockey game the other day. I remember that. And I was like, hey, what are you going to buy your tickets on? And you said... Uh, the internet? Yeah, and I said, well, you better make sure it's Seeky because they're giving you the best tickets. And what did you find out? I found out that they do because they search every site to give you the best bang for your buck. Wow. I'm all about good bangs for the bucks, and that's what SeatGeek's about, too. Shout out to SeatGeek for also having tickets to comedy shows. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of those? Mm-hmm. By the way, I probably won't ever do one again because Dave Chappelle, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. How about theater? Yep. Oh, yeah. All the sports. Yep. SeatGeek has the tickets for you. And right now, use promo code PAT, get $10 off your first order. Use promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order. We need both of those to go, okay? It's better for business. Our business, your business, the team's business. A little self-awareness. You're not rich yet. Go ahead and use McAfee for 20 You are rich. Use PAT for 10 And let's have a good time. Shout out to SeatGeek. Shout out to you. And boy, a legend joined me earlier in a room that was packed to the gills with humans, about 100 degrees, but it only brought the electricity out of this man. Hi, how's it going? I'm here live at a train station in Toronto. (laughs) It's an incredible setup, and I'm sitting next to an absolute legend of a human being. This man's a Super Bowl champion, yes. 
He just dumped out of an Escalade with 200,000 Skittles right outside. Yes. Yes, he I did like do what that. He was doing. Yes. Yes. And everything he's done off the field somehow surpasses his Hall of Fame career on the field. Yes. He ran wild with the whitest human of all time, Bear Grylls. Yes. He went to Scotland and wore a kilt there for a minute. No. 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 They tried to make you wear a kilt there for a minute. Yes. And to represent for the zone, being the home of the NFL in Canada, a man who ventured all the way to Toronto, Mr. Marshawn Lynch. Let's go. What's happening, big dog? Hey, you're one of the most epic humans walking this earth. Um. Yeah, you are. I, I just everything you do, you just <laughs> you give zero fucks about anything. It seems like. Oh, we going that route? Yeah. What's happening with you, man? Yeah, yeah we're going that route. Yeah, well, let's go that route. I then. think the world got to see you in that Super Bowl press conference, right? Is that right? I think so. I mean, that was the talk of the town. Uh, you say I'm just here so I won't get fired. That was it. There's no other explanation other than that. That was it. That was all. You didn't want to talk to the media at all? How come? No, I did want to talk to the media. I did talk to them. Yeah? I just didn't talk about what they wanted to talk to me about. So they made a mockery of me. Did you catch any hell on the backside of that from the NFL? That seems like something Goodell would not love. You know, I caught a lot of hell from that. They weren't happy with you? No, fuck no. Do you think that had to do with not giving you the ball on the one-yard line? I don't know. You think they would have been able to turn some shit around that quick? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering, because there's a chance that happens. Then all of a sudden, the hero of the Super Bowl could have been, and they're like, excuse me, do not give him the ball right You now. think it was like that Wild Wings uh, commercial? Yeah, where they hit the button. They hit the button. <laughs> hey, can we keep this game going a little longer? We need overtime and shit. I don't, to be honest, I Shit, I don't know. But if it's somebody that could pull it off, I, I would think it would be the NFL that could. Okay, so you won a Super Bowl. True. And obviously that Super yes. Bowl happened. Yes. You have a Hall of Fame career. It all started in Buffalo. Right. I, I watched you talk to a child in Buffalo. He was interviewing you. <laughs> it was one of my favorite things I've ever this seen. This boy done did his homework. Yeah, and you told the kid that you learned how to play football from the town and running into buses, you said. In the back of them. Is that a true story? That's Yeah, that's facts. Yes. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. So growing up, you were playing. We played, there was, uh, I mean, we used to call it a nigga ball. But it was like throw up tackle, where it was one man, they fend for themselves, and you just, you know what I mean? What was the name of the game? You, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Let's say I show up in the town. Nope. I couldn't nope. play. Nope. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you could play. But you just would have had to call it something else. <laughs> like Smart. throw up tackle. Okay. That you know town, I mean? though, that you're from, you've yeah. stayed connected with this entire time. Most definitely. Loyalty seems to be the biggest thing in Marshawn Lynch's life. It is. Is that why you wasn't played for the Raiders? You felt like you owed the... Well, I mean, I, I, I grew up, you know, a Raider fan, but at the same time, um, I think it was more so the fact that you know, the Raiders was leaving open. So I had the opportunity to, uh, well, I didn't know I had the opportunity, but I wanted the opportunity to play for the team before they had left. Cause I had just did that over and 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 over. I just did that, you feel that me? That interview? Yeah. Right, and run then, through a motherfucker's face. Run through a motherfucker's face. And then, you know, I had to come uh, out of retirement 
So, you know, I, I feel I went and reneged on my word, but at the same time, it was for a reason like, shit, the Raiders is finna leave Oakland and they were supposed to uh, have left um, this year, but shit didn't fall through. So they played another year, but I would have been right on time with retiring again and, and the Raiders leaving. leaving. And it would have been that, you know what I mean? All right, we did what we had to do. Yeah. Now y'all can go in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Had a team type shit, but I mean, you know, they're there for another year. Did you enjoy your time with the Raiders? I did. I did. Did I you, did. You, 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 it seemed as if you felt obligated to kind of rep for the city. That's kind of, it kind of felt like that. I mean, on the sideline, I got a chance to play in the Coliseum over there. Locker room's complete trash. Trash. It's a tough stadium. Mm. feel like you're potentially going to fall through in a lot of places. But the environment there is insane. They have a DJ that only plays Bay hits. I That's think. it. What's his name? Do That's you, it. Do you remember? Uh, damn. And, that, and I just, I just uh, went up there and got down with him. I don't. That's on I me. I can't remember the I name. I set you up for failure. No, then. you ain't set me up for failure. Shit, I get hit in the head. We gonna put it like that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but the environment there is insane. Is 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 they say it ain't nothing like the town. And I mean the Raider. One of the. I mean going to a Raider game, you gonna experience that. I'm talking about from from on the way to the game. Entering to the yeah. stadium. I mean, they're in the stadium yeah. all the way to leaving out that motherfucker. You going you going you gonna get a a, a a real dose of the town straight up. It felt like the Seattle Seahawks were on their way to be a dynasty. You were a massive yes. part of that. The Legion of Boom was a massive part of that. Yes. Everything kind of crumbled over there. It really, it was insane to watch happen because this was a team that could have went on and done incredible things all the way around. Yeah, and that play, and you talk about the Super Bowl, and, and it's and it's crazy to me that most people would will bring up the fact like, oh, that's the guy that that don't talk in interviews type shit, rather than that's the guy that don't have no dynasty because they coach decided to, you know what I mean, throw a throw a pass play or something like that. But it's crazy how all this shit get looked at. Did you? You were on the sideline. No, you were in the game. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You were in the game when you didn't get the ball. I was in the huddle. And the play gets called. True. And you sit there, as I would assume the entire offensive line, who any offensive line likes to run the ball, I would assume everybody in that huddle had a moment of, well, what the hell is going on here? Is that fact? Yeah, it was a kind of a pause, kind of a, a what the fuck moment, a, a kind of, you know, everybody tired. We just put together a drive, too. You know what I'm talking about? Fourth quarter Super Bowl. We just put, yeah, one of them ones. 26 weeks into it's, a season. You know, it's one of them ones where you, I don't know who that old dude is, but when he do all the recaps of the game, make them real dramatic. Like, yeah, and then they go down and they, you know what I mean? You you could hear his voice type of, that was the drive that we just put together. Like the Steve Sable from NFL Films. Oh, uh, That's his name? I, I don't know if he's still alive. Yeah, I put, oh, well, shit, we need to. That's on me. There you, now you set you up for failure. Yeah, I. <laughs> See how that I shit turned around? Yeah, I set me you up. Be careful with me, bro. You be <laughs> careful with me. But the whole way that thing just <clears throat> just played out, because I, you know, we had, uh, I think I went and ran a, a sluggo, which was a big play. Then we had the receiver. Explain what a sluggo is, please. A slant and go. 
You're talking to Canadians. NFL is on the zone. A slant and go. <laughs> a slant and go. Yeah, okay. So you ran a, a double move, double which move. is not common for a running back to run. Yep. But, uh, you know, I ran a sluggo, and we probably got like a 30, 40 yard uh, pass reception on that. And then uh, Curse had, uh, had that juggling catch. It was a magical drive. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everything was coming together. Everything. And then. Uh, <clears throat> That shit came to an end. <laughs> Relatively quickly. Just like that. You Relatively quickly. Just like that. Tell you what, boys. It's getting good, isn't it? Mm. Oh, the best. <laughs> so what had happened was, he and I were talking. There was a lot of people in the room. It took him a little bit to get comfortable because he and I were having a private conversation in a room filled with a lot of people. And I'll tell you what. We started to hit a groove here in a little bit. I mean, it... We got what you're looking for when it comes to answers from Marshawn Lynch. I do feel like I covered everything, and I'm excited for you to hear the rest of this. I'm also excited for you men out there listening to put on a show in a sack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about, man. Whenever you're, it's time to make love to that one that you love, love Ooh. making, fornicating, Ooh. why don't you do it for a little bit longer time with our friends here at Roman? Yes. Roman is the men's health company that has been sweeping the nation, not only because they're the greatest, because they're also the nicest. And what they do is look out for men everywhere. You want to get hard? You want to get porn star hard? (laughs) That's what Nick wants to know. That's also what Roman wants to know. They can do that for you. You want to last long? You want to last long? Not as good as the porn star hard. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) You can. I, I blew it right out. I yeah. blew it. Yeah. yeah, you put the main event there at the front. Because <laughs> you couldn't go back to the porn star long. Diamond and ice storm, baby. Let's go. Yeah, but you also want to last long. Roman has these swipes that you just rub on right before it's showtime. And don't you worry about it transferring because it doesn't. The numbness is only on you. Keep the Roman swipes in your back pocket for longer, better sex. Everything arrives at your door in discreet packaging, so nobody knows that you're about to be an all-star in the bedroom. Right now, you get free two-day shipping. That shit'll be here quick, so you'll never be quick. That's GetRoman.com forward slash USA. G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N forward slash USA. Free two-day shipping. Go put on a show out there. Speaking of show, back to it. Flight home from the Super Bowl after that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get on the flight. You didn't get on the plane? Nah. We Done with blew it. the hotel down. <laughs> we blew that motherfucker down, bro. I'm talking about we blew it down, though. Okay. I mean, I, I had an interesting uh, little journey after that. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, just leaving from the... Uh, just leaving from the stadium and getting over to uh, uh, back to the hotel. You had a good time. I had a great time. Had a bottle of pure white Hennessy in my bag. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I got a nice escort. Like a police escort? Like U.S. Marshals type shit. Oh, this was like because there are pr- plenty of different types of escorts. I mean, shit, it was probably some escorts out there, too. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, you know, I'm going to tell them to sell it, personally, myself. Yeah. I'm going to tell them to sell it, but at the end of the day, like, it was it was a a, a vehicle yeah. escort. Uh, please, that we yeah, had. U.S. Marshal. Yeah. 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 And, uh, lights, the whole thing. No, no lights. 
Okay. But on the way on the way out of the uh, out of the stadium, you know, I seen my family ride by him. I jump out the window with the bottle of Hennessy. Hey, meet me at the hotel. We about to blow it down ASAP. We get back to the hotel. You know what I mean? Get down. Enjoy our little time or whatever. After that, you knew, did you retire immediately after that? No, I didn't. You played another year with Seattle. Yep. How was it the year after? Was it awkward? What was it? The, the Earl Thomas, right? <laughs> Earl Thomas gets hurt. He's getting carted off the field, flips off Pete Carroll. Yeah, that was a different time, though. I was. I That's there what I'm for saying. That. You weren't there for that. No, I wasn't there for that. But it seemed like that team was something special, and then something went wrong, and it all revolves around not handing the ball off. Yeah, I mean, you know, in in in, 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 in certain aspects of the game, you know, as men, we talk to own up, you know, and, accountability. And, Exactly. And, yeah. And take account for for your for your mistakes. Yeah. And a lot of my teammates didn't feel that uh that Pete did. And I mean, you know, he kinda they kinda that they kinda followed him. That commercial you did with the beer? <laughs> oh the lead. Whoa. Absolutely hysterical. I'm happy <laughs> that you did it. I think it kind of set in motion this series of events of us getting to watch you enjoy life. They sent you in to watch Red Panda and just filmed you to react to, to how what you were seeing. A lot of people are paying you just to be Marshawn Lynch. Is that exactly how you saw your retirement going? Um, I mean, that's exactly how it was. That's exactly how it is right now. Yeah. But I mean, shit. I wouldn't be doing nothing else. I couldn't, they couldn't pay me to come in here and be you. Let's say Ezekiel Elliott just signed for 50 mil. Get your chicken. <laughs> get your chicken. How do you feel about Melvin Gordon? He need to get his. So Le'Veon Bell, I think he kind of set the precedent almost. Not for holding out. Players have been holding out for a long time. Mm -hmm. But Le'Veon Bell actually stuck with it. He rapped, he was on yachts, he was living. Then he got paid by the Jets. Ended up being a little bit of an ugly marriage with the Steelers, a breakup. Antonio Brown took a lot of the pressure off him. Now Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott. Is the running back position one that guys have to know their worth because it's going to be in devalued publicly by the media, not by teams, I mean, but by the media. I mean, even by teams too, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to stand for something. You have to stand for something. And I mean, whatever that is, because I mean, at the end of the day, I, I can't speak for them personally. Yep. And I don't know what kind of values they hold to themselves. But at the end of the day, whatever it is that you stand for, you have to stay, you have to stay true to that. Yeah. That's the only way I feel that you're going to get what's coming to you. That's fucking awesome. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? You're going to be dumping out of an Escalade with 500,000 Skittles? 500, huh? Got to up it on their ass. You feel me? Nah, don't leave me hanging. That's on me. You got to up it, man. You got to up it. But I mean, right right now, in five years, uh, um, where I see myself, like like you was talking about, I'm I'm very uh, involved in the community. And, uh, so you're coaching football? I, I didn't see you coaching football. Coaching, but I was running some camps. I saw you run some stairs. I saw a lady not happy with you coaching. <laughs> that, that, was... that shit ain't gonna stop. And I could just, well, in five years, I should have about five more angry parents like that. But uh, maybe in five years, like, I mean, you know, that, that that's my passion is I like to, I like to give, give back to those who, uh, I, I'm gonna say less fortunate and as well as just kids that, uh, uh, that's willing to learn something new.
I think what isn't your on-field play. I think, and I think this about myself too. I think your personality kind of camouflages how great you were on the field by in a lot of people's eyes. I'm excited for the day you go into the Hall of Fame. I can't wait for your Hall of Fame party. I'm gonna show up at it afterwards there in Canton. Your speech is gonna be awesome. The game <laughs> of football, though, the game of football itself, it's been changing. You're yeah. an old school it football has. player. How do you feel about all the changes that the game of football has been having? I mean, uh, there's, there's, uh, well, I mean, shit up until the point where um, I got a, I got a few family members that's that's still active in the league and then you know I got oh yeah hold on when that fight happened with your cousin <laughs> and you sprinted on the field as a Raider to as stop, a Raider as a Raider as a Raider as a Raider to break you're the man, only human in the history control. of the NFL by the way you're the only person in the history crowd of the NFL control, that could man just walking your well, I forget who you're I think it was your cousin you were walking out of the stadium and the whole thing, you really were just like a, a moderate, a peacemaker in there. I think you were the only person in the history of the even, NFL that I, could have done that, by the way. I just, I just believe that it would have escalated into some, into some more shit if I not had done that. How about the train ride home? That motherfucker was yanking. What I'm <laughs> telling you, we had, hey, we had, uh, we had the whole Bart because you know, uh, uh, my That's cousin. That's the trainer, Bart. Yeah, we call it the Bart. Okay. Yeah. But we had the whole Bart uh, uh, yelling at my cousin, yelling at him, uh, fuck the Rams. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? That's really good. So the whole the whole cart full of people just fuck the Rams. But, I mean, you know, that was a that was a, a, a interesting uh, experience. If you had to look back at your career, oh, you ran over 45 people in one place. And now <laughs> I forgot about that. There's so many things you've done. Look back in your career, though, and summarize it. What would it be? You said, "What would it be?" Yeah, just some like a summary of your career. You think? I mean, I, 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 to me, just the just the easiest, uh, the simplest terms would be, uh, you know, the the old cliche that when you get knocked down, what you gonna do? Is you gonna get up swinging, or is you gonna tuck your tail and curl up like a bitch? Over. Over. Well, there you go. And over. Did that old white guy get a little bit intimidated during that conversation? No, you know what? He actually did. He got more intimidated by me when I ran up on his ass because we went to Taco Bell and they didn't pay for the food. Hey, I'm doing an interview with you. At least pay for some Contract I mean, Supreme, yeah, they, they didn't want to. I end up buying their food. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of shit is this? How is it 60 minutes? Y'all ain't got no damn budget. For a goddamn Taco Supreme or no motherfucking uh, no nachos and shit. What the fuck kind of shit is that? How is the Beast Mode merch going? I bought, I have a shirt and a hat. That's it. Oh, we got to get you some mode in. No, let me buy it. I'm going to support the business. No, I mean, you supporting the business right now by bringing it up. Somebody going to hear this and they going to want to go and get it at BeastModeOnline.com or either the Oakland store, Seattle store, or the Vegas store. You have stores? Yeah. Oh, see, this isn't talked about with Marshawn Lynch, just being an incredible entrepreneur. <laughs> you have storefronts for Beast Mode? I do. Is that Skittles you just pulled? I feel like you just pulled Skittles up. Me <laughs> <laughs> was the one that fell out of the, uh, out of the whip, man. So uh, it's not 200,000 200, no more. Nah, you know nah. how people get sick of a flavor? You and Skittles is a relationship that's going to last forever. See, look, it's not like a thing. Like, I just eat these motherfuckers like that. 
it was more of a something to calm my stomach down before games yeah and then somebody found it you became an electric factory. it wasn't that they found it they just knew that that's why i ate them and then the motherfucker pulled them out on the sideline and then caught i've been doing this shit since pop Warner. it was something my mama used to give me they used to call me a sugar baby you're a sugar baby sugar baby all i wanted to eat was candy and shit you think that's why you are the guy you are right now and i ate hella candy yep <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, shit, who knows? <laughs> You're pulling more out of hey, your Hey, but no, nah, man, we got to get good, man. That, because I know you done have people reach out to me. Like I told you, I seen the, the Marshawn Lynch tribute that you did. Greatest human on earth. I had no idea that you fucked with me like that, though. Yeah, bro. because I, I was sick of seeing people say dumb shit. I was literally like, uh, there's a lot of dumb things said about you. I'm sure you know that. There's a lot of dumb things said about you. But why you get offended, though? Because I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like whenever people say dumb shit. You should come with me just and walk down the street and listen to what? some of the dumb shit that I get. That's what I thought we were going to do, to be honest. I had no idea we were going to be holed up in here. I thought we were going to be able to uh, stop by the honeypot and walk... Uh, just through uh, the I mean, town. They, they, I heard it's not that far away from me. <laughs> and if they got all the flavors that you're talking about, then we could put these Skittles back in my pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, this upcoming NFL, do you still watch NFL a lot? Um, you know what? I do. I do. Because I want to make sure that, that, that Josh getting down. I want to make sure that Mark is getting down. I'm looking out for my little brother, Jamar Summers, who going who to... Um, it was just with uh, with the Lions who just got released, but I know it'd be getting picked up. But I, you know, I'll be wanting to watch. Like I told you, our foundation, our foundation has uh, there's a lot of kids that's playing in the NFL that done came through uh, through our football camp. So, you know, I'll be wanting to through you your know. camp. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I'll be wanting to just keep an eye on. Damn, that make me like, bro. Yeah, you know I'm talking about like I could be playing right. Yeah, I look at you, by the way. I feel and like some, of the, some of the craziest shit, like, I be hearing, like, when I did come back to the red, like, one of the little dudes was like, yeah, bro, I was in the fifth grade when you got drafted. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, hey, bro, hey, don't tell nobody else that, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I be liking to, you know, catch up with them and, and see what's going on. And then just to see, like, you know, the running back position with, you know, with the running backs who, uh, who getting, they, uh, getting they checked. You know, I, that, that shit make me feel good, though, because I remember it was at a point in time where I was in that position. And I think about, like, what would I tell those young men uh, if I were to be able to talk to them? And then, you know, not, not, not being able to hold, uh, hold court with them, but actually being able to see, you know, the route that they took uh, in order to get their check, or some of the ones who who maybe didn't get their check or who got, you know, who got released or got cut or, you know what I'm saying, that the team didn't didn't pay them, just to see their thought process, you know, know their mindset on they reach why out they to did. Uh, no, not really. But I mean, Are you, you an know, easy to reach guy? I mean, shit, if you pull up in, in the town, then hell yeah, I am. Hey, I, I am. I'm right there. I am pulling the up in the town. Come pull up on your boy. You could come and play throw up tackle with us. Hey, Mr. Lynch, <laughs> I was wondering if uh, we could potentially play a game of throw up tackle ball. No, nah, but I mean, it, it, it really go like that, though. Yeah, I saw the, there was something, I don't know if it was a documentary somebody did. 
you had an entire street party. You had like an entire block party. I don't know how often that is, but it's incredible what you've done for your community. I, I, you're an entrepreneur. You give back to your community. You're a stud on the field, and you're hilarious. I don't know why there would ever be a negative thing said about Marshall Lynch. Hey, look, man. Yeah, I'm, people like to judge mistakes. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, you know, them mistakes is just like a, a fraction of a second of your time and uh, of your life. And, I mean, you know, like anything else, we talk about the, the media and how they like to control the narrative. Uh, that's pretty much how that shit goes to that. And then people just judge you off that tenth of a second of your life, babe. You know what I mean? Rather than... And to their credit, the humans that are doing this, they're lazy. Most people are lazy, so they don't want to dig in deeper. And find past. out what yeah. it really is. Yeah. yeah. You know how that shit go. Yeah. But I am going to rewatch the um, the tribute that you did. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Some good because, stuff. Because, I mean, and then I, I don't know who it was. Some, somebody from your team reached out to me, and we were supposed to have been able to do this long before we was today. It just so happened Well, look, that we're doing it in Canada. I'm, I'm International. Telling, yeah, with good laws for uh, honey pot. <laughs> so, I mean. Vitamins. Vitamins. Yeah, a lot of vitamins, vitamins. up here. Just yes, right. So it, it, so it worked out. I mean, you know, I like to say nine-tenths of the game is, is a position and a um, it seemed like this positioned itself pretty good. <laughs> uh, one more thing I got to ask about. You steamrolled a high school kid uh, in that high school football. Ran his ass over. Ran. I mean, you. Yep. And over. Yep. And over. Yep. Uh, I you, do it every time. Do you play any football anymore? Yeah. At the camps, you still get involved and stuff? Most definitely. What I've learned, I don't have a kid. Thank God. But if, <laughs> but if I was to, I think what I've learned from a lot of other professional athletes is, like, you can't just let them win. Like, we don't live in a society where you can just let people win. Don't say that. Because, look, man, I'm already sensitive because that lady came and she, you know what I mean? She got on my head. She said, came after you. Yeah, she did. What did you do? I don't know. What was she yelling at you for? She was yelling at me because she told me that uh, I you told her son. swearing at the kids to get the fuck out my drill. Drills was over about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so I was confused. Now what happened was, there were some kids that I told to get behind a line. Okay. Because- On side. Yeah, on the field. Yep. And I tell them to back up because the drill that we were doing, they can get ran into. And I didn't want none of them to get hit. Standard in football practice. Standard. Standard. So I told him, hey, back up. So what I did was I got to the line where I, where I uh, told him to get behind, and I walked straight down the line. Basically, any kid that was on the left of me, I told him to go and run two laps. Her son didn't want to run two laps. So instead of uh, going and running two laps, he went up there and told his mama that I said, get, get, the, fuck out of his get the fuck out of my drill. Yeah, but by the time she got down there, and there's nothing you could do about that. You're looking out for the kid, by the way. You're trying to teach him a little bit of discipline, a little bit of responsibility. Like, hey, when you're supposed to stand over here, stand that over don't here. Count. Yeah, it does. That's no, what you were don't. trying to do. All that trying. count is that lady coming in and saying Did whatever. Did you see she the said. tagline too? Marshawn Lynch involved in <laughs> tirade with his football mom. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm glad I had to run up them bleachers. Otherwise, 
It probably would have been a different story, but I was tired as shit. Yeah, you were winded. Well, I was gassed. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why I'm staying active, because I don't want situations <laughs> like that again. I say, what if that lady would just haul off and punch my ass in the face? I wouldn't have been able to do shit. <laughs> We've been sitting there tired in the world, and you got me. Fuck it. You can have this one. If that football mom would have beat you up, that would have just added to another incredible moment of the man who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday, a yes. Super Bowl champion, yes, a Canadian vitamin subscriber, yes, a DAZN, yes. a DAZN subscriber, and when I say this, I mean this, one of the greatest football players to ever put on a pair of cleats. Hey, man, uh, I appreciate that, big dog. No problem, man. Can yeah. I get invited to the Hall of Fame party? I'll come through the town first. I'll earn it. I'll earn Man, it. I'll, I'll, I'll come through yeah, the town. You, you, I, I mean, you know what? Hey, that'll be a blessing if 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 that happened. I mean, you know. Have you I'm, thought about it? Have you thought about Hall of Fame potential? Because you literally are a candidate for it. I mean, what yeah. I do is I just. Uh, would that mean something? Would it mean something? Yeah, like is that something you're like, you know what? It would I mean, be cool. Because, I mean, it, it's, it's like that my work didn't go unnoticed. And there's a lot of shit that go on into the into this lead that that won't speak volumes to my to my play, like the like the fact of how I how I really took care of my teammates, and I mean to the point where if I was the if I was to feel how everybody would want me to feel because I didn't get handed the ball in the Super Bowl, I'd be a whole completely different person. To the fact where if it came down to it, if if you if you don't know, like the the first Super Bowl that we won, I didn't I think I played a drive in the second half. I didn't know that. All I played was a drive in the second half. And my whole goal was to get all of our running backs that suited up that uh, that suited up that game to be able to get a carry. Uh, in the Super Bowl. Yep. But leading up to that, as far as I can go back to playing football, for whatever reason, this hundred yard mark for a running back, it, it it's like it's like solidified a game for a running back when they get a hundred yards. So if it ever came to a point where if I would go in the first quarter and I would have a hundred yards, I would do whatever I could. <laughs> Go on. Now go ask you go ask a lot of any running back that I ever played with, I'm talking about all the way dating back to fucking Pop Warner, they'll tell you like Marshawn will, will pull itself out and won't play just so all the other running backs can get an opportunity to play. And I mean I done been in the backfield with Fred Jackson, with Justin Forsett, Leon Washington. Christian Michaels, Spencer Ware, uh, shit, Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington. Like, any running back that ever played with me will be able to tell you, like, yeah, if we in a game and, 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 and Sean either got, got a hundred or the game is to a point where um, – it ain't no, it ain't no coming back. Whether we losing by a lot or, or whether winner. we winning by yep. a lot, he'll pull himself out so all the other running backs can get to play. See, that's a big thing. Don't for nobody me. don't. And when you look at my stats, I'm like, damn, because you games, stay in there for a couple of games. You pick up two hundred. If you just 
because look, we had a run in Seattle, and um, uh, the player development uh, guy over there, we blew, we put up like 50, like three weeks in a row. And he was like, at the rate that you was going, if you would have played throughout the whole game, you rushed for like 250 yards. Oh. And he like, if you just put 250 yards on, you know, each one of them games, you had a thousand yards by like week. You would have had the rushing week, record. By like week, he like, so why don't you just do it? I'm like, well, shit. My thing was, I wasn't a, uh, I mean, I was a, when I practiced, I was a, I was a, a practice guy. But I mean, you know, to preserve my body, we put together some good programs that uh, that took care of my body. So a lot of the other running backs had to, you know, had to bear the hard work of practice and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, man, let them niggas eat too. Like, I ain't the only one. And I mean. I think how your teammates feel about you means more than anything. Like for me, if I'm gonna go do a thing with a media member, or somebody that used to play, I like to see what their old teammates said about them, right? That's always something that was very big for me. Like Robert Mathis, whenever mm. I first got started, he came out and said something like he couldn't wait for me to get going. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that meant more than anything else. Right. Being a good teammate means a lot. I, yeah. I don't know if that gets talked about enough, especially about you. Entrepreneur, good teammate. Only because I do all that shit behind the scenes. A lot of the shit I do, it ain't to be talked about. Well, I'm happy we just talked about it because the world <laughs> needs to know about it. Ladies and gentlemen, legend of a human, future Hall of Famer, great teammate, Super Bowl champ. Yes. Marshawn Lynch. Thank you, bro. Vitamin consumer. <laughs> yes. Hey, good for us getting a nice conversation on Marshawn Lynch. Very thankful for him. A lot of things probably going to get quoted out of that, I assume. Mm hmm. I'm not sure I can go play the game that he played as a child over there in the town. <laughs> right not? But think about that. He played a game when he was a kid on the streets uh, where it was just whoever had to kill the man with the ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he would run into trucks. Yes. And cars. <laughs> yes. And other little kids. Yes. And nobody understood that that was preparing him for life more than any class that he could have possibly went to. Mm -hmm. That beast quake run that happened was literally his childhood just coming to life. And all those defenders just had to sit there and fucking take the years of training that he had. It's awesome. What a signature moment to have, too, for yeah. your career, that play. And, by the way, you could almost get caught up in the moment or be tired there to finish it off diving into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. He knew it was... Uh, I, I just think of him doing that as a kid, and oh. the neighbor, like over a bush in somebody's front yard, you know, like after he just beat the entire neighborhood. I like Marshawn Lynch. I hope he comes on again. I don't know how easy that'll be to ever book him again. I'm not. I, you gotta pull up. I gotta pull up in mm -hmm. the town. Yep. I should. I should. We should do that. Absolutely. I feel like there was almost an invite in there. I think I kind of invited myself. Invite. We show up at the town and throw it down. <laughs> Ty Schmidt's just ripping black and miles down the street. <laughs> I watched the party, man. There's a lot of black and miles. There's a lot of. They had a good time, though. I do black and miles. Yeah. Hey, if they got basketball there, there's no. We'll bring cornhole into that. Yeah. Yeah. That seems we'll hard. bring the cornhole. Mm -hmm. We'll, like, put it on a backpack and be like, well, fucking white people got wooden boards on their back. <laughs> Wait till you play this game, man.
Um, I'm tired. It's been a long day. We save these ads for last. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And we're wrapping the show up right now. Very proud of us. The conversation you're going to hear after this next conversation that you're going to love is also a good one. I mean, it got very ridiculous, but it was a good one. So know that. Know that it's late here in Canada. And we're currently in a hotel. And if I had to pinpoint the only thing that I've hated about Canada, it would be the mattress that is currently in the hotel that we're sleeping in. Sam thought about leaving in the middle of the night last night and going across the street to another Shangri-La hotel. Yeah, I saw that. Cool. That's a good name. Sam was thinking about leaving in the middle of the night because the bed and pillow were so bad. And what I told her is, hey, this won't happen again. You know why? Why is that? Because the bed we have at home, I'm bringing on the road. I'm bringing my Lisa mattress everywhere I go. Great idea. Brilliant. Smart. It's brilliant. I'm going to put it on, on a backpack. I'm going to know my clearance. I'm going to lean forward, and I'm going to walk with that fucking <laughs> Honestly, it's the, it's the biggest difference between being on the road and being at home is the bed. Yeah. That really is it. And I get spoiled at home with our Lisa mattress. The boys got some Lisa mattresses, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on them because not only are they the most comfortable bed in the world, not only are they the most convenient bed in the world, they show up at your front door in a box. We did it the other day on camera. Minute and 35 seconds to unbox it and get it to its full full uh, Full form. That's right, Ty. Mm-hmm. I even did a flop onto it while it was on top of concrete, roughly a minute and 47 seconds after it came out of a box. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even feel the ground because it fluffed up so quick. Thing didn't budge. Thing didn't budge. Sleep better today, feel better today, because Lisa is a company that's taking care of the world too, leaving it better than they found it. The grammatics weren't correct. But you get the point. Right now, you go to Lisa, you can get $250 off your next bed. That's a lot of money off. That ain't nothing to sneeze at. Lisa.com forward slash McAfee. You get $250 off and two free pillows. Are you kidding me? Those pillows are great. I wish we had them right now. Probably not going to be able to sleep tonight. Can't wait to be dead ass asleep during the Packers Bears tomorrow because I get zero hours of sleep. <laughs> Lisa.com forward slash McAfee, $250 off and two free pillows. Shout out to Lisa. Also, I, I didn't know much about this guy going into this conversation. I'm going to be honest. I was told less than 24 hours beforehand that I was definitely interviewing him. And you're going to learn that through the conversation you're about to hear. And Steve Nash made me pay for it. You're gonna enjoy this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is not only a Canadian treasure, a man that played in the N- NBA, could have probably played in the NFL too if he wanted to, for 18 years, two-time NBA MVP, eight-time All-Star, is that right? Uh, yeah. Doesn't need an introduction, but I just gave him one. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Nash, let's go. Oh. Hey, pretty good little pop there from the crowd standing outside. That was nice, yeah. Thanks, guys. The uh, zone is the new home for football in Canada. Everybody knows your extended relationship with uh, football, soccer. Football. Are you an NFL fan at all? Do you get I involved? am. You know, it's funny. I, I grew up uh, like a two-hour drive from Seattle across the border in Canada, obviously, and I uh, was a Seahawks fan. So. Did you meet Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, I did. How was that? It was awesome. He's... Uh, I mean, he's just one of those athletes, you know, uh, incredible football player, but also super charismatic, yeah. um, uh, you know, magnetic personality. So, you know, it's always fun to root for a guy who's a little irreverent. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he obviously on the field was 
in his moments unstoppable. But uh, you know his personality too made it so much fun to cheer him, cheer him on. Who was somebody that you know, 18 years in the NBA is literally nothing to sneeze at. That is a full-grown adult's lifespan, right? You can vote your NBA career, could vote uh, in America. Uh, I can buy lottery tickets, tobacco, can serve in the military. Can't drink alcohol just yet, but 18 years is a long time. Throughout your career, what was one constant for you? You think? You mean as like far how as do you stay on top? Yeah, well, I so mean, long? for me, I think um, work ethic. You know, whatever you want to put first, like you have to have the passion to make the sacrifices to put the work in. You know, and so I always found a way to inspire myself, motivate myself, to make the sacrifices, to put the time in, and it became a way of life, you know. Were you a chip on the shoulder guy? Not really, I wasn't a chip on the shoulder guy, but I was uh, I was an underdog. Even when I was at my, in my prime, I, I felt like an underdog. I felt, because I'd, you know, I had one scholarship offer, you know, I came in the league as a backup, and, you know, progressed, was a little bit of a late bloomer. So for me, I, I just, it was in me that I was always an underdog. Like I always had a mountain to climb. So even when I was in my prime, I, you know, I went to bed thinking about what was my routine tomorrow and getting up excited to like knock it down and, and, and get better. So uh, that, that, you know, however you want to articulate that, that's what made my career and that's what it was, my lifestyle. You didn't take it for granted. I think that's kind of the thing about yeah. an underdog is you don't ex you're not expected to be there, so you don't take it for granted, and you earn every day. Kind of that, that's a huge part of it, but I you know it, it became a habit. Like I loved that way of life. Of what life. was your routine? Because NBA seasons are long. You're traveling yeah. all over the place sure. too. Well, There's not a lot of yeah downtime. You know, depending on summer season, but during the season, you know, we you know I always made sure that I did like took care of my body. Um, so I tried to make it, by the end of my career, it evolved, midway through my career, it evolved to a place where it was pretty holistic. You know, when I came in the league, we didn't talk about recovery modules and yeah. stuff like that. It was like, you know, like throw some ice on it, do the stim, stim yeah, machine. Yeah, 10 years you know, ago, like, it was stim and ice. Right. That's all it was. And, you know, and so, so I came in the league in 96, you know, 20 some odd years ago. And, uh, you know, but then I, I was always super curious because I was putting so much time into this. I wanted to know, was there something else? So I got to work with some incredible people, learned a lot. So everything, sleep, diet, you know, doing my activation, corrective exercises, all that stuff that kept me, you know, um, moving well and, and, and able to, to perform and recover. You know, and then you got your, you know, your, your gym work and your pre-practice pre stuff. So... You put it all together, it was pretty holistic. Yeah, you're, I don't know what that means, the word holistic, but I uh, respect what you're saying. It sounds important. The, ho the whole, the whole. Yeah, like a circle. Yeah, circle with all the elements in it. Uh, you got to play in a lot of places. Mm. Bounce around a little bit. Phoenix, Dallas, LA. Yeah. You got to play in LA with mm. a couple characters who just came up in the news, pop culture news, mm. Kobe, Dwight, Yes. Uh, Shaq took a shot out of nowhere at Dwight, and Kobe had to respond. Uh, I wouldn't want you to talk about that, but the human that Kobe is, is this uh, Mamba character, right? Who's incredibly hard on his teammates. In practice, he's this guy who will shit talk anybody. What was your relationship being teammates with Kobe Bryant as being one of the greatest basketball players of all time? He as well. What was it like going into the Lakers organization? 
It was uh, it was it was actually a little strange because we we were drafted the same draft, you know, a few spots from each other. Uh, we played against each other. We we competed. We played each other in the playoffs three times, you know. So um, to be teammates was was bizarre in a sense, right? Because we we'd always there was a hard wall between us, you know, in a sense, like yeah, on, on the court. Um, so to be teammates was was bizarre, but. You know, having said that, we like I said, we kind of grew up together in this league and made careers and names for ourselves, and so there was a respect, um, you know, that 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 made it easy. Um, yeah. It was just unfortunate, you know. I I broke my knee, tip fib joint, my second game in the Lakers. The end of that season, he ruptured his Achilles. Timing was great. You know, he missed the next year. I played like eleven games the next year, and then in the in the his. Maybe it was his final year. I retired in that training camp. Just couldn't do it anymore. I was 40 and, and couldn't recover. And so it was, it was a great experience to, to play with him. But the reality is we didn't play much together. You know, we probably played 50 games together or something and, and 50 hobbled games for me. Um, but, it, you know, more, more than actually it's funny, you know, more than playing together, it was just great to compete against him for the entirety of my career. The thought whatever your name is mentioned, is not only that you were a facilitator of the ball, which is obviously big for the point guard, but you had some wiggle. I mean, you had some wiggle. You were an explosive player when nobody would expect it. Mm. And probably because of the holistic training, yeah. probably because of the holistic training, uh, but your love for soccer mm. is something that is huge. And I just learned you played rugby growing up. I did, yeah. Do you think playing all those other sports helped you with basketball? 100%. I mean. I think all the sports helped. Basketball was the last sport I played. So I played basketball, started playing in the eighth grade, 13, was really when I started playing. Um, you know, and, and at that time it was one of four or five sports I was playing. You know, So I don't think I would have been an NBA player if I hadn't played soccer, but all the other sports as well. But I, I think I, it gave me... Four or five sports? Yeah, I mean, I was playing soccer, every rugby. school sport. I, played, and I didn't play rugby in, in the eighth grade, but in the eighth grade I played, played soccer and hockey. Like on the city select teams. Does everybody in Canada just play hockey? Yeah, you have to. Uh, it's pretty popular. Pond um, hockey? So, yeah, youth soccer is really popular, just like it is in the States. Hockey is super popular. Um, basketball is kind of, it's probably changed now, but then it was more of a school sport. So I'd play the other school sports. So you add it up, you're playing basketball, soccer, hockey, track. Everything. Whatever, volleyball, whatever season it is, you're just out there with the boys playing. So I think that... For me, I was, you know, like you just said I was explosive. I wasn't explosive. I was elusive. You know, I, 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 I you know what I mean? Hey. I, I could suck you in, and, and, and I was uh, a con artist, so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, but I wasn't, like, uh, I wasn't, I was never going to, like, get on the line and outrun, jump, you know, outmuscle somebody. And so I had to rely on everything I learned from all the sports, and that was kind of the faculty that allowed me to get there. 18 years being a professional athlete is something I could never fathom. It's so impressive. And now you're Thanks. into, it is, it is. Because it's everything, not just on the court game day, right? It's everything else that you talked yeah, about that's sure. insane. Especially with the travel of the NBA. How does that affect, you have five kids yeah. now. Yeah. An entire starting five. Yeah. <laughs> Would they beat every other family of uh, seven in Canada if they had to? You know, a few of them, I'm not so pleased with their, their form right now. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's see, <laughs> how, get let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Uh, how was the travel, though, of NBA? What is the lifestyle of yeah, NBA? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I mean, I, you know, of course, we fly private, and, you know, it looks like this incredible 
gift than it is. But it's it's not always glamorous, like stumbling out of a bus at 3.30 in Cleveland and you played, you know, a time zone behind yeah. a few hours ago and then you play that night, you know what I mean? So sometimes it, it's ugly behind the scenes, but uh, it's such an unbelievable experience to play professional basketball against the best players in the world and that uh, it was worth every... Oh, it's just, I miss it. Uh, I never play anymore, but I look back on never, it. Never, ever played. Never. haven't played for five years. Is that, like, something you've done on purpose? Uh, I just don't have the urge. You know, I play soccer. I play tennis. Uh, love trying and doing new things. So um, I, I don't have the urge to play hoops. And actually, to be honest, my back, it just th those movements and that surface... You know, it's just, it, it needed a change. It doesn't feel great on doing that anymore. If you and I were to show up at a street court, though, let's say in Venice, yeah. California, you still got it? You think still uh, I, I, I could probably hold my own. Uh, I probably still got it as maybe a stretch. Well, there's like homeless people yeah, playing yeah. basketball there. <laughs> I would assume. I think we can win a few games. <laughs> um... The NFL is now on the zone, mm. as is the Premier League mm. and uh, Champions League. Champions League. I, I could go on. The zone is literally the home for everything here in Canada. Do you still live in Canada? I don't. I live in Los Angeles. Do you bounce back and forth at all? I'm up here quite a bit. You know, my brother and sister live in Vancouver. My parents live half the year near us and half the year in British Columbia. Um, and and you know, this and that always brings me up. So it's. I love Canada. Proud to be Canadian. Love to come up here with five kids. It doesn't happen too much, but I'm up here a few times a year for sure. I love Canada. Yeah, it's I've only been here a few times. We came a couple weeks ago for the WWE. They were in town, and then we've come up here for this. The vibe up here is yeah, it's incredible. Awesome. It's awesome. I mean, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, like the big cities, but obviously this is a big old country with not that many people relatively, so there's a lot of wide open spaces that are amazing. But the you know the, the big cities here are great. Vancouver is when the, I mean Vancouver when the sun's out is the most beautiful city in North America. Toronto is like you know as far as like coming to a city and entertainment and fun and all that stuff. You get that big city vibe here, like and New York, clean, Chicago. It's clean, quiet, clean, great awesome. vibe, like you said. And Montreal is an entity to itself that's really spectacular. Were well. you pulling for the Raptors? I I'm a consultant for the Warriors. So I was pulling for the Warriors hard, <laughs> but uh, they, we, I should have known. See, that's another thing I should have known. Research, small thing about being a podcast host. But it, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Season two, season two, we'll research. No big deal. No, it's better though. Learning these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. better content. Let's see what Steve know. wants to talk about. What, are you, what does that mean? You're a consultant for the Warriors. So uh, Steph Curry's jumper, good. Yeah, exactly. Keep it going. <laughs> shoot a lot yeah. so, uh, and, and, and frankly that's that's uh, been a part of the the role is like for the much of my time there they've been a well-oiled machine so I'm, I'm just like a resource if, uh, like I worked a lot with Kevin Durant on the court um, that on the court or off the court both on the court um, you know we, we had a routine going in the summers and during the season when I was up there I'm only up there a couple days a month uh, but I'm there if they want to discuss anything you know this year I'll, I'll be more involved maybe in the player development model as the team's changing, you know, and so uh, Steve Kerr basically gave me an awesome opportunity. He said, I want you to be involved. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to have total freedom because you're just coming out of your career when it started and, and we're still there, but uh, I, I love it. I, I learned a lot from him and his staff, uh, the organization, and 
Uh, hopefully I can give a little bit back from my experiences, but really I, I've, I've just been a thrill to be a part of that franchise. I think anybody that gets a chance to work with you in the basketball world will be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, arguably best basketball player on the earth. And anytime you have success, like the Golden State Warriors have, there's going to be drama that follows it, right? I mean, anytime you're good, that's just what's going to happen, right? I think you experienced that during your career. Golden State Warriors are battling that now. Kevin Durant makes a decision to go to Brooklyn, and everybody talks about, you know, he kind of got buried by it all. What was your experience with Kevin Durant as a human? Well, Kevin's, you know, he's he's a thoughtful guy. He's a... A guy that wants to experience and learn and grow you know he's not some guy that just wants to go home for the summer and and shut the doors and he you know he he's a guy that travels the world builds businesses uh is a an addicted hooper um so he's a multi-faceted individual and i think the same reason he left oklahoma city for golden state is the same reason he left golden state for brooklyn and that's just he's a curious guy who is 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 constantly looking to challenge himself and experience new environments and and that's what we see and and he he beats to his own drummer and he has every right to do that and um backlash is something that obviously he's he's big enough to accept you like him i like him a lot great great human being great human being great human just as a human yeah good human yes great basketball player too historically off the charts good at basketball yeah See, I have a pretty wet jumper, so I never really got a shot, but I would argue, you know, he's probably in the top three jumpers of all time. He, well, I actually don't think he is the, is the greatest, one of the greatest shooters of all time, but when you put it in context of his size, his Score. ability to move, he can really shoot, don't get me wrong, but he can shoot off the dribble, off the catch, he can... Who's the best basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan, for me. Is that because you're old? Maybe. Because that's what everybody says, right? Everybody says, like, well, oh, well, you're just saying Michael Jordan because you you had that opinion before LeBron got to play or before. It, it, that, I, I'm, I'm definitely biased. But, but having, you're Steve Nash, But too, ha- having said that, you know, Michael Jordan averaged, what, 36 points a game multiple years in an era where you could absolutely hammer people. The game was slower. We shot way less threes. So if you, like, you know, adjusted his numbers in today's game, he'd be completely he – was, he was always – obviously unguardable but it'd be unbelievable with his competitiveness his fire you know everyone in the league was scared of him you know like legit like I played against him early in my career and everyone was kind of like there was reverence right that I've never seen for anyone else in the league Um, then or since then or since and 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 then I think just looking at the rules, the way the rules have changed, and where it's you can't touch people anymore, and it's made the game open and fast and fun, and I love it. But put Jordan in today's era, he was averaging 36 in an era where you could maul people. I have a question. Put LeBron in that era, though. LeBron would be great in any era. He's unreal. Like uh, it, this is not a slight against LeBron that I. How do you feel about trying to trademark Taco Tuesday? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it, bad, it takes some balls. <laughs> I, I did not. It's been around a while. <laughs> I like it, though. I mean, that's a power move by a power player. He's Look, I mean, look how many ways LeBron's influenced and changed the sport. Like, he, he's done a lot of things that has influenced the generation, and, and you got to tip your hat to a guy like that who's made power move after power move. For some reason, I'm remembering you shooting a free throw on my television late night. You were with Dallas. And you had been working on your shot, I think, with Dirk. Is that something that happened in your career? I mean, we, we, we worked out together. You completely changed the way you shot, though, I think. No. 
That's not true. Well, the commentator lied to me. Research, then. yeah. No, that was real research. That was Wait, real research. It, it, it was, uh, what was in the pipe that night? That was something, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you had a big dream about true that. change the shot up. <laughs> what teammates of yours, though, did affect the way you played game? Is there anybody that changed the way you played? Well, um, yeah, I mean, look, I came into the league, and my rookie year I played with Kevin Johnson and Jason Kidd. And it was a guy that was a first-round pick, but people are thinking, you know, he'll, maybe he'll be a steady pro. And so I got a chance to play with those guys, compete against them in practice, watch them. Um, the belief, the competitiveness they had, and then proving to them uh, that I belong was huge because they would then show so much confidence in me uh, and tell me that the sky's the limit, that it, it, was, it was pivotal. So that was a... You know, early on was was two guys that I played with that, that had an impact on me. But you also impacted obviously by your teammates, the way they play. So Dirk and I, Mike Finley had a great relationship for six years, um, where we played a certain style under Nelly, and then I went to Dallas and played with an incredibly athletic team: Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. Hey, that shot's weird now. Sean had a different shot. But you can have a different shot when you're faster and jump higher than anyone in the world. So <laughs> you shoot however you want. It. Um, Steve, I would like to drop 40 points in a celebrity all-star game. Okay. To do that, I'm going to need to work on my game a bit. To become an elite scorer as a consultant to a team of elite scorers, Golden State Warriors, what's the first thing I should work on? Well, I haven't seen you play, so it's... I got it's, a jumper, it's, you, okay. you just know that I'm, I, mean, I got if, a jumper. If you can shoot, okay, you, that's a big, big start. Uh, and we're, you know, I don't, I don't want to make any judgments, but, like, how's the mobility? How, you know, how's the movement? I go three-point line, three-point line. We're okay. playing zone defense. Hash marks. Yeah, yeah now we're talking. Marks. Look okay. at that, little football reference. Yeah, 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 hash marks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you're going to struggle if you're going hash marks. <laughs> You know, like if you, if you can't get in for a bunny once in a while, it's hard to get 40, especially in an all-star game. You know, you got you to, I mean, let's, let's count it out. If you're going hash mark to hash mark, you, you legit got to make, like, a lot of threes. Yeah, 13 of them, 14 of them. <laughs> the math. Uh, if you're not going to the line, you're not getting in there for a couple bunnies. You know, what if teammates freeze you out a little bit? What if, what if a guy covers you, face guards you? Nobody can cover me, Steve. The, uh, I'm elusive. I'm not explosive. I'm elusive. Um, I've always talked about the five-point play. Not enough, it's not done enough. Hit the three, get fouled, miss the free throw off the front of the rim, get your own board put back easy. I'm going to stack up a couple five-point plays, and then that's how we get going to the 40. Maybe use the goal. Uh, tell Kerr and put that one into play. Yeah, be good. Uh, I'd like to see your shot. I'm a little curious now. You just, th you just think you're going to nail a three, get fouled, miss the free throw, get the offensive rebound. Yeah. For a guy that doesn't even go inside the hash mark. Well, you got to get guy. dirty every once in a while. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Steve, you haven't even played in five years, all right? So I don't even want to hear it from you. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I legit haven't. Um, your life in L.A., are you a businessman other than consulting? You a little bit. Yeah, uh, a little bit. I have a content company. Um, Control Media. I um, have a little ownership in the Vancouver Whitecaps in the MLS and Real Mallorca. I play in La Liga in Spain, That's Spanish awesome. soccer. Yeah. So a, a few things. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm involved in a, a home court app. Have you ever heard of it? It's no. a it's an incredible app that tracks your basketball workouts. So on the camera on your phone through the app, it can tell you, you know, filming your your workout. 
makes, misses, range, release time, hip depth, uh, all, all these variables that are so much more important than just makes and misses. Analytic uh, game. Analytically showing, the, you know, one, how you perform, how you train, but trends where you need to improve. You can also have like in real time it telling you if you're like, I want to quicken my release. It'll tell you how long your release was as you like after you let every shot go. Really, so you can know how to speed it up. So it's an incredible, incredible piece of technology, an incredible app. Um, What's that called? Home court. So that's how I score forty in a celebrity all star game. There, see, see now we're thinking. I did the wow. research. I knew you had that. I thought that was going to be the answer. Consultant of the year, I think. Here. <laughs> how did you get involved in that? Somebody brought it to uh, you. Yeah, they brought it to me. Asked me what I thought of it, and. Uh, I was blown away by the technology, but really what made it for me uh, an incredible opportunity was the body mapping. They, they weren't quite sure, I don't think, what to do with it yet, but they were starting to map your movements by, by the, the camera could recognize your body and your movements. And for me, that's meaningful feedback when you can tell a player what his body's doing when he's shooting, because makes or misses is, is only one indicator, right? Yeah. But if you want to get better and better and better and play at a higher and higher level, you have to move well. You have to have your body in the right position or else as the speed of the game, you know, ramps up, you, your, your technique will either won't be good enough or fall apart. So that was what really drew me in and excited me. And they've been taking it uh, to new levels, you know, a quarterly almost. And it's fun to watch. Quarterly, that sounds like an investor there. Yeah. You know. Hey, things are going well this quarter. Q2 is a good one, Steve. It's good. I... Downloaded the. Uh, never mind. <laughs> what's, your con- what's your content company? Uh, it's called Control Media. We. What do you do? We've done. Um, are you hands on in there? Or yeah, we do. Uh, we do a lot of digital. We do a lot of stuff with uh, Bleacher Report. We we directed a thirty for thirty. We um, have had a few. Which we did a doc for series for Grantland, ESPN. That's uh, awesome. We did a, a, actually we did a, a thirty for thirty called Into the Wind. It was about Terry Fox, a Canadian hero who uh, lost his leg to cancer and ran across the country. Um, Steve. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's great. It, it's a, a not, a, we're proud of the film, but it's really all about Terry Fox. Is it, who's a, you know, he's as big a figure as we have in this country. It's like Terry Fox, Wayne Gretzky. And the no, guys, Steve, you know, I'm going to tell you this. We got a guy named Gumpy. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's painting ships, got a good beard, incredible Canadian accent. I like it. Bet you he knows Terry Fox. He's from Victoria, where you're from. You're his Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I, whenever we told him uh, that, that we were talking to you, he was very excited. He yeah, was like, well, Same hometown. That's my guy. You're the guy. He came to see Marshawn. You came to see Marshawn. <laughs> he came to see you. Fair enough. Uh, Steve, I can't thank you enough for your time. You, you believe in aliens? That's great. Uh, not really, no. Wouldn't be surprised, but no, I'm not. Well, you can't just back off of your answer like that. Like, yeah, no, I don't believe him. Possible, though. I, I mean, I can. That's my answer. I can do it. <laughs> I, I can. I can do it. I absolutely can. How about Bigfoot? Meh. I'm out on Bigfoot. I'm out on Bigfoot. We have a legend in British Columbia, the Sasquatch. You heard of it? Yeah, Bigfoot. Is it the same guy? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same guy. Did he exi- Did Sasquatch exist or big- uh, wait, am I getting my uh, am I get- getting my Bigfoots mixed up? Is it They're all the same. Okay. okay. What's the other one? There's another couple other names. There's Yeti. a Yeti. Yeti. Snowman. Yeah, Abominable Snowman. Oh. Well, that's Disney, isn't it? No, it's real life. Oh, okay. Cuz Sasquatch for sure is real. Favorite shows. Oh, good one. 
what am I watching right now? Um, Are you a binge guy? I will. It's good. Um, I right now we're watching my wife and I. We wa we just finished Euphoria. We're watching Succession. Uh, but like I like a lot of like the recent classics. Uh, come on, name a few. Uh, recent classics <laughs> like uh, Sandy by Adam Sandler. No, I mean like Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, yes. Like Mad Men. Got it. Uh, you know, uh, The Wire. Which what's that? Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is fantastic. Yes, love it. Fantastic. <laughs> I've never seen any of those, but miss it out. You see Mindhunter? I guess Mindhunter is this new one. I've never I watched seen season it. one. I, I guess uh, it's the thing. I like my I like season one. David Fincher. Just throw a little director, producer name at you there. Well, you're in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> have you won any awards for any of your content? Like, have you gone like, out there and given a speech? Uh, no. But actually, you know, it's, uh, we're in Toronto, and TIFF is, uh, you know, one of the top two, three film festivals in the world. Our, our 30 for 30 premiered at TIFF about eight years ago, which Not is easy cool. to get in? Cool experience. Yeah, it is very... Did you have to give a speech and all that? paid Eddie? a lot of money. <laughs> to get it in? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, ESPN, you know, they... they I don't know. I don't know how they did it. They probably bribed someone. The Zone, ESPN, they'll get you in where you need to get to. The Zone, and your Steve Nash. Look, I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah, and I saw you greet Marshawn Lynch in front of 200,000 Skittles today. Down That's south. true. That was interesting. How'd you feel about that? Um, it was. I mean, it was cool. It was funny seeing Marshawn and <laughs> all these Skittles. But then when it was like, it was like, whoa! And then it was like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we gonna do now? What now? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, better Marshawn than me. Well, Steve, I knew a lot about you before this interview. <laughs> I feel like I know exponentially more. Glad to hear it. And I'm going to buy your jersey. Would you rather it be the Phoenix one, the Dallas one, or the L.A. one? Probably, probably got to go Phoenix. Roots. My best years, my lo 10 years there. That was back when the Suns, you guys were good. Yeah, we were. We yeah, like pretty teams. relevant football or right. basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Really legit. Some, we had some good teams, yeah. We were knocking on the door. Still knocking. Phoenix, great basketball town. It is, yeah. We need to get back to winning. Yeah, it would be fun if they could get a, a winner back. Uh, big three. Awesome. You ever think about playing in a big three? I, I was, uh, I, no, I could not entertain that. It's, my body is not, not. You know, the other thing for me, the big three, I, I, I love it. I hope all those guys uh, are having fun and do well. It's 10, 10 weekends in a row in the summer. And they're traveling, too. You know, everywhere else, like five kids, zero chance. What are the ages, sir? Uh, I have a 10-week-old and a twin 14-year-old girls. So a little tiny baby and then two girls that entered high school this week. So it's pretty, it's a good well, range. Well, congrats on all of that. Thanks, yeah. uh, I don't know if you're going to get any sixth men of the year babies and no, have any gonna, more. We, 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 we don't want to expand the squad. The cap, the cap is... <laughs> It's a, it's a hard cap right now. I, I'm not paying the luxury tax, that's for sure. The zone is your home for all NFL football in Canada, all Premier League. Champions League. Champions League. A lot of great content. Hopefully we'll be able to sign Steve Nash's content company to make something. Yes. But going forward, I want this to be known. My favorite Canadian, Tim Horton. My second favorite Canadian, Steve Nash. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, 18 King Timmy, by the way. That's pretty big.
He's been taking care of us everywhere we go. There's yeah. Tim Hortons literally half yeah. every half a block. Ubiquitous. I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but. Yeah. You used holistic earlier. I didn't know what the hell that meant either. Sorry. Educated man. Incredible basketball player. Canadian hero. International treasure. This is a long outro. Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, Brad. Appreciate yeah. you. Good luck. Learned a lot about him in there, boys. Learned a lot about him in there. Probably should have done more research before the conversation. But I feel that if I don't know anything about the person, this has happened a couple of times. I asked the questions that people who maybe never have heard of him were thinking while listening. Mm -hmm. And I think that could have potentially happened today. Although Steve Nash is a Canadian legend, an American treasure, all these things. 18 years in the NBA, a long time. I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know a lot about him. Right. And just go ahead and mark me in that category until that conversation. I feel like I know everything about the guy. I tried to show him a video on my shooting form afterwards, and the Canadian uh, internet didn't let it. Uh, yeah. It got froze right here. He said, looks good from the start. <laughs> <laughs> and froze and walked away. Because you know what? I'll get Steve Nash to critique my jumper again in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. So, big thanks to Canada's Wi-Fi where we were. What is that? It's an international thing. It just slows down our service because we're in Canada. Yeah, because they're on, like, you have Verizon, don't you? Yeah. There are not that many Verizon towers up here, but they have agreements with, like, other companies. So they just throttle the shit out of your data. So when we come up here, it, I think it's half a gig which we blow through in 30 minutes at the office, like doing just whatever we do. So they just charge you five bucks every time you do that. Can't wait to see what this comes out to be. <laughs> Would have been willing to pay for it, by the way, if Steve Nash could have gave me some critiques on my jumper. Yeah. Couldn't do it. But other than that, our time has been fantastic up here. Um, speaking of fantastic, this is probably going to be something that makes me double down on my theory that I should never do stand-up again. Bill Burr has another stand-up special oh, with go. Netflix. And they have sent us a clip. Look at this. Hey, I feel like we're really on the come-up right now. Mm -hmm. We got a clip, uh, sample, trailer, teaser, whatever you want to call it. Ladies and gentlemen, Paper Tiger. I'm a married man with a kid, but I'll tell you this right now. If I've learned anything in five years of being married is we're always working on me. <laughs> I just think to myself, like, what could my wife complain about? I fucking crush everything. I pick up after myself. I like to think I'm a good dad. I work my ass off and make a great fucking living. Crush all of that. All she has on me is who I am as a person. <laughs> my daughter's yet to meet the real me. She's seen glimpses of me, like, oh, daddy almost snapped his phone in half. <laughs> I feel like I can be brave tonight and share this with you. Robot sex dolls, they're gonna fuck us into extinction. Stephen Hawking, you never had anything positive to say. The Me Too movement, white male privilege, hipsters. I'm a male feminist. <laughs> By the way, this is gonna be my last show ever. By the time this fucking thing comes out. <laughs> oh, old Billy boy, the best. He's so good. He hasn't lost his touch. To be obnoxiously transparent and candid here, uh, I have not heard the trailer yet. That laugh was just assuming that he was funny, which everybody should do. Bill Burr has built up enough cred with his brain that uh, on September 10th, 
please watch Paper Tiger exclusively on Netflix uh, because it'll be incredible. That's just what Bill Burr does. And by the way, I made him laugh. That's right. Did. Made him laugh at a rough and rowdy. Mm-hmm. That is a highlight. I almost put that as my Twitter bio. Made Bill Burr cackle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you are the best. Enjoy this. We're giving away an Escalade next week. Canada's like that, though. They have a real accent up here. Mm-hmm. We listened to two people last night have a little bit of a debate on who was going to buy who a beer. It was two guys. And it was the most friendly shit talk I've ever heard in my entire life. I asked Gumpy what's going on. Gumpy replies with, I hate Toronto. <laughs> that's just not true. Gumpy, that's what you said. All I said was there's way too many suits. There is a lot of suits here. Too many people who think they're important that... Wow, he just did it again. <laughs> he just did it again. It's this laid-back West Coast attitude. Exactly. Yeah. West Coast, dude. We asked Gumpy today, while shooting with Steve Nash and Marshawn Lynch that you listened to just a little bit ago. I had to cut a little bit of a promo for DAZN and it being the official home for NFL football exclusive on DAZN in Canada. So I just wanted a little piece of information about Canada for this promo to do well. I go in a room full of 20 people because they had us packed in there like Mm -hmm. sardines. Yeah. It was a room how big? Probably six feet by uh, 15 feet. Uh, that, that might be awful generous. Like six by ten. It's probably six by ten. And half of it was dedicated to various equipment and cameras. Yes. So they were very much prepared for today's show. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. I very much appreciate the DAZN people. I thank you so much for wanting somebody to make sure they oversee everything so it goes well. We are thankful to be a part of the DAZN network and kind of chit-chat and have high-quality shit. Mm -hmm. But boy, that was a small room, a lot of people packed in there. And uh, I guess there were some other locals because I wanted to get a little piece of information about Canada. I go, Gumpy, what's the most western province of Canada and the most eastern province of Canada? And Gumpy goes, pal, British Columbia and Ontario. And before he could even get Ontario out, which is the current province we're in, four other Canadians yelled at him and just fucking talked down to him as if he was the dumbest Canadian ever. It really happened. It's tough. <laughs> Newfoundland was the correct answer. I don't want to go to Newfoundland. Yeah, but that's, I mean. What do they call New fees. They usually have one eye that's straight and the other one's way the hell over there. They're called Newfies? If you get a chance, look up what a Newfie accent is, you'll have a laugh. That's like the South Park accent, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, hey, buddy, hey, how's yeah. it going? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the Newfies? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Canada's an interesting place. This city, Toronto, we were just here a couple weeks ago with WWE. Mm-hmm. Very clean, very quiet. And you just walk around smoking weed everywhere. <laughs> they got to figure it out. They do. I think it's because everybody's high. That's why it's so quiet. You're just everybody. I mean, Nick got high last night. Couldn't even fucking order. I had to think about a lot of things that had come to Jesus last night <laughs> with uh, some of the vitamins up here. There, you know, got a lot of hand. This place called the Honey Pot, and you heard me and Marshawn talk about it earlier. They've got a lot of my business. And I've only been here twice. Regular now. Three levels. It is. There's three stories to it. It's like an Apple store, but just for, for cannabis. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to describe it. Because it really was. You walked up, and everything was out on a little display shelf. Real fancy, too. They spared no expense. Good lighting, too. People forget how expensive good lighting is. Mm-hmm. Good lighting in there. Usually, you want to move stuff 
dim lighting, you know, hide the deficiencies. These guys, no, it was all on display. You could look at whatever you wanted. There's no shady. <laughs> and they would come over with their iPad. Well, what do you need? What do you need? What the do dude had pink hair that weighed on us. He did. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty cool scene. He also scene. had a major league coughing fit while you were talking to him. I think he was getting yeah. high on the supply in the back area. <laughs> he did almost die. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I saw that. He did almost die. But we bought a bunch of stuff. Sam and I were just sitting outside on uh, literally the uh, stairs outside the hotel, just smoking, sitting there. It's a wild scene up here. It's weird. And then in America, a couple states, you go to jail for a long time for doing that. Yeah, it almost feels guilty when you do it here. Yeah, Sam was trying to dip into an alley last night. <laughs> four or five different times, holding my hand, sees an alley, lights, goes to take a hit, goes to like hide almost, and then she has a full like, oh my God, you're allowed to do it here. Yeah. Ty and a guy shared the same puff of smoke, basically. Yeah, well, he, he saw me smoking and directly came up trying to inhale my... <laughs> going for a free hit. Oh, that's his so, thing. Uh, yeah. And I mean, Nick just did it. <laughs> Nick just took a massive cloud to everybody's face. Guilty. All right. But no, they don't care. Canada's awesome. Thank you to Canada, all of Canada. And if you're listening in Canada, football can be found? On Zone. On Zone. That's D-A-Z-N. They had a commercial a long time ago with Michael Buffer where he was just screaming. Mm -hmm. Oh, we met Kipper, Nick Kiprios. Oh, my God. (laughs) Zone, D-A-Z-N. That's where all our live shows are going to be. All the videos from these podcasts are going to be there. We're going to be posting them everywhere. And I think it's, yeah, everything's going to be available. I'm excited. Do we have a link? Yeah, we'll have a link. Okay, good. And that link provides you with uh, special access, Foxy. Use that link. Use that link. Oh, also, fun fact. Oh, I announced this at the beginning of the podcast, obviously, which we haven't recorded yet. Right. Giving away a car on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Giving away a car on Monday. First live radio show. Giving away a car. Do we know what type of car it is yet? Absolutely not. Have we purchased a car yet to give away? Absolutely not. But it will be a car. A nice operating car. A reliable vehicle. Yeah, like you'll actually want to drive. It's not going to be like a... a, a, Zito. It's not going to be Zito's car. Right. It's not going to... It might be an Escalade. I don't know yet. I have to sleep on that. Yours? The moldy one? No, not the black mold one. And my... uh, The other one. Oh, okay. Is it run? See, I'm not certain. So that's that's the big thing. It's just been sitting. It's just been sitting for a couple of years in my driveway. Still a car, though. Have to give it away. Yeah. I mean, what I mean. That's a Cadillac. Whole first week. You watch the whole first week of live radio shows and listen. The whole first week of live radio shows. We'll give code word. Get all five code words. Somehow you enter in to for a chance to win uh, my Escalade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, we thought that through, didn't we? I mean, that is extremely gracious of you. We didn't just come up with that right here on the spot. The whole plane ride here we were talking about. At least. Yeah. Like, maybe even the last plane ride, too. Yeah, we the staff was talking through customs so we could figure it out. That's right. The Border Patrol guy, big fan of the show, mm-hmm. great hair. Yeah, he did have good hair. Wanted to replace... No, wanted to join alongside Gumpy, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Eh. I think and he would have taken if I had to lose a job already, he would have taken it. Jesus, pal. Was, I talked to I talked to pals. Anyways, we're giving away an escort. We've been preparing for a long time. I pa- I talked to Gumpy's parents today. Really? Via FaceTime. Mm. 
good people. His dad, classic individual. Mom, sweet lady, sweet lady, very nice lady. She said, you took my little boy mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, I said, it hasn't been easy. I mean, the, we talked about immigration a little bit. And then the dad, legend of a man, arms over his head like this, laying down. As obviously he was looking at something that was incredible. Just staring into the sky. Yeah. He was an incredible guy. I learned a lot about Gumpy today. We were on a FaceTime with his parents. We've been back to your homeland here for a little bit. A lot going on back in America, though. Merrill Hodge buried Antonio Brown. <laughs> I just read a quote. That was a tough one. Antonio Brown's got a new helmet. I guess on Hard Knocks, his teammates were making fun of the new helmet. Now Merrill Hodge is burying AB. AB's getting fined $54,000 from the Raiders for missing mandatory things. By the way, that kind of happens. It's kind of what happens in the NFL. Like, you just don't go to stuff. Like, you get fined for stuff. Right. Mike, that's just kind of how things go. Every, whenever they announced that he just left training camp, I was very confused. I was like, I didn't know you could just do that. Like, I didn't know, like, middle of training camp. You know what? Eh, fuck it. I'm going to get out of here. I'm sick of sleeping in his dorm room, pissing in his public pisser, uh, sweating every minute of the day, and doing nothing while everybody else seems to be working very hard. I'm just going to go home for a couple of days. Like, that's not how it works. Like, I would expect that he would have been fine for that if the Raiders didn't give him the okay. Like, I assume there's situations where Mike Mayock, who is the bad cop in this situation, by the way, mm-hmm. clearly Gruden, they had a game plan, good cop Gruden, bad cop Mayock. Mayock said, you're either all in or all out. He's the one finding him 40000 and then 13900 and some. But he would assume if you're just going to leave training camp that the GM would be like, yeah, you can do that. But if he, if he doesn't okay it, you have to expect that you're going to get fired. Yeah, I don't right. even know how that is even a... One of the stories that came out after... I like Antonio Brown too, by the way. Yeah, one of the stories that came out after the whole blow up in Pittsburgh was that he didn't actually stay with the team at camp, that he had a separate house off campus that they kind of made special accommodations for him during camps. I respect that. If you can get that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. right. That's a great move. You're a veteran guy. You're one of the best players in the league. Sure. But there is something about being in the dorm. I had a room that was right next to the lobby on the main floor. Whenever you're young, you're higher up in ours. And then you kind of gradually go down from like the third floor to the second floor to the first floor. And then the basement is where they had like suites down there. Yeah. Okay. So the basement was where like Vinatieri was, Freeney, Manny. Your own room? What's that? Do you have to bunk your own room? No, no, no. When you're young, you do. But then as you move down, you kind of get your own room. And I I think I had the option one year to go to the basement. And I refused. I stayed at the room that was right by the lobby where everybody hung out at. A lot of foot traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit in there. I had like a recliner that I rented from like the rent center down the street. <laughs> I had a TV. And basically, these people would be coming out of these meetings, these guys... And they just got their dicks kicked in. And then they, they had to go to these two hours worth of meetings, watching every single step that they took to make sure they took the right step on film in slow motion with a laser pointer. Oh, see, you took a half a step left here. <laughs> That's what's going to cost people jobs. <laughs> so literally, every step they're taking is getting overanalyzed and judged. And then I'm already back in my room by the time they're coming out of meetings. So they come out of meetings, they walk through the thing. They're just trying to get to their rooms, wherever it is, through the opening lobby. I'm like, boys, what's going on? And then they would just come in and sit down. And it would be just like a crew of like eight or nine people in there. And then it would just flush out. And then the next 
like position group would come through and it was just a hilarious way for me to pass time in training camp so i don't think i would want to be staying like if we're all going to be miserable we should be miserable right. but man if you can get your own fuck he rented a house i mean i rented a recliner <laughs> i respect that you'd think being with a new team too you'd want to kind of like get to know guys and not come in and have everyone on the team be like, oh, this guy's a prima donna prick, just like we thought he was. Well, you would think, because that label was attached to him rightly or wrongly, whatever you want to believe, coming out, and it's like, okay, here it is. Here's your chance to prove everybody wrong. Doesn't show up for camp. How many games do you think he He showed up for camp. He showed up in a hot air balloon. (laughs) 48 minutes away from camp. We all saw it. We all saw it. And... The fact that he just left, though, is wild to me. Because he even said to Gruden on Hard Rocks, which I'm sure wasn't, you know, for the camera, but mm-hmm. he said, like, hey, I got to show these guys what they got on this team because he wanted to practice even when his feet were bad or whatever. So I think he does have that, like, want to prove himself type thing. But it, is, it does seem to be all the shit. You know what I mean? Dig sent me a text after that fine of 53000 came out. Oh, combined fines of 50-whatever, 53-9 or something. He's uh, he's a noted Antonio Brown lover. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony DeGilio digs. He's a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Hates everything about him. He said, I wonder how that fucking guy feels about that million-dollar watch now. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think 53,000 is anything to Antonio Brown? That is what I'm intrigued by, that he posted it. Mm -hmm. Almost to, like, it feels like that was to stir the pot a little bit, you know? And I wonder how Mike... By the way, Mike Mayock, hand signing that thing, pretty impressive stuff. His M was a very interesting cursive M, too, wasn't it? Did you see his first I, I didn't M? study it. No, you're a handwriting guy. I looked at it. I looked at it. And I was like, okay, he like took his time. Like, whenever he saw that, he like... I think he licked the pen like... <laughs> 13,900 more coming, motherfucker. Here's a question. Is it a story, or are we talking about it at all, if he doesn't post that? No. Nope. But him being fined? Yeah. No, because we wouldn't know, right? Because I don't exactly. think... Exactly. So it's like, why even... Not a lot of people there? talk about their fines, by the way. I talk about mine. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people do. I think it's to the point now where he just needs the attention, whether it's good or bad. Do you think it's him running it or somebody else? Oh, it's him, probably. I, I read the... Yeah. I like Antonio Brown's a football player, man. He shook the shit out of me. Just, I tackled him too, by the way. That never gets talked about. The only highlight they ever show is him just shaking the absolute shit out of me in front of 35 to 40 of my family members. In the fourth quarter of a game, we were down 30, and why are we punting? Anyways, I liked him on the football field. <laughs> I liked, I always thought it was potentially not his fault in Pittsburgh. I thought he had a big personality, but they couldn't handle it. But now it's to the point where it's like, come on, man. Like, I'm just waiting for games to come back so he can just put up a quick 180. Well, no, and yeah. all this is forgotten. Exactly. About. If he goes out and scores two touchdowns week one. Which no he one, will. Yeah, no one's going to give a shit. He's so. probably throw a touchdown. He'll probably run one and he'll probably catch one. That's just – and he's so good at football. That's why you kind of just got to, like, bite the bull. I think that's what Gruden's like. Yeah, we just got to deal with this, man. Like, exactly. hey, let's just get him a fucking helmet. Let's just – yeah. Yeah. But I bet you Gruden's probably losing patience too, I assume. He brings him into the office. Imagine Aunt Gruden calling Antonio Brown in about posting the picture of the fine on his IG story, <laughs> knowing that it would. What would Coach Gruden say? You think though? I mean, just can't fucking have it, man. Just can't be doing it. You know, 
and just uh, you know, get your goddamn helmet on. Get out there and let's play some fucking football, man. Okay? All right. Yeah, but Jesus Coach, Coach, I thought you were on my side to this whole thing. It was Mayock, big bad Mayock that was really being mean to me. Well, yeah, I mean, but if you're going to be acting like a candy ass about it, you know, posting on Instagram and social media, then fuck it, I'm done with you, man. All right, we, we, we need guys that want to be here. I'll, br- I'll bring Keelan Doss's ass back, all right? <laughs> Just cut his ass. You think, I mean, get with it, man. Now, not knock on wood if you're with me. You think Antonio Brown has knocked once on the wood? No, they always show me sitting in the back just like fucking staring up at the ceiling. Like. That is an interesting thing because you see people like put their hand in for a break or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people like talking in the back who aren't in the... Like anytime they'll do a, they're like a drone shot or an outside shot of a group huddle in football. And they always show like the people that are in the back just talking to each other. My first initial thought is like, ah. Not all in. <laughs> <laughs> Those people aren't all in right there. They don't even care what's going on there. And then it reminded me, like, every game day, after the warm-ups on the field, you jog inside to the tunnel, you jog inside to the locker room, they do some show, and then a highlight reel, and then something, and then you come back out, right? So it's after warm-ups before you come back out. I would always hit, like, two punts because I had to sit for 30 minutes after actually warming up to watch everybody else warm up. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to warm up again. And they would always gather in the end zone in this big huddle. And I would always get there late because me and Vinny were on the bench, so we're always in the back. And I would always have to look up at the Jumbotron to see what was happening inside the huddle in front of me because I had just fucking massive men standing in front of me, like, jumping and, like, going crazy. And it would be Robert Mathis in there like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, like, fucking kill him, you know? And I'm like, yeah, like, screaming from the back. Not a single word is heard. The guy was already done speaking. I forget who it was. And I was in the middle of a asshole yell. And I had like five of my teammates turn around and look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I thought we were going crazy. I thought we were, that's on me. It was like Costanza. I think like Costanza like did like a slow turn. And he was like, Mac, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, ah, I, I missed the, I misread the whole thing. Let's just put our hands in. Team? We doing team or not? Let's get the fuck out of here. Those, though, those things are so incredible to me. I wonder who's going to win it all this year. How do the Chiefs not win it all? I don't think their defense is good enough. Francesca's pick. Mike Francesca also picked what? Slack and everything just plummeted. Oh, man. That's tough. Who sent that text? Todd? Diggs. Diggs. Stock. Stock. Tony Stocks. Tony Stocks. (laughs) (laughs) Diggs sent a picture of Slack Stock plummeting what since Francesca said better. Literally, the day he said it has plummeted the stock. But he also said this is a 20-year play. He did. He didn't say this is just... Hey, ride, a marathon. Ride the ebbs and flows. That's right. Is he here? He just sold his... Uh, Listen, okay. It's still a blue-chip stock. Right? <laughs> we, we've hit a... Yeah, yeah, now, we have hit a bit of a rough patch, okay? But, uh, like I said, you know, you put your salary in here, plus another, you know, 25%. <laughs> What your kids are going, okay? <laughs> Stick with Slack. It's gonna, it's gonna be fine. And you're not talking about Zoom, which I also said was gonna be huge. You know, which and it has. It's gone up a couple points. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! He sounds like I've. Uh, everybody who does an impression of me makes it sound like I have rocks in my head. You know what he said? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was actually uh, magna cum laude. Zach <laughs> Johnson. You know, people don't want to talk. About it. I enjoy that human, man. I enjoy him a lot. I, I'm 
all these characters, characters I'm learning about later in life. Mm-hmm. Boy, I have a good run with them, man. I really am. Francesca is my current one. I'll, I'll, I will sit down and watch clips of him just one after another mm-hmm. after another. And they're not all haters, but man, every once in a while he'll say something that just makes me like belly laugh. And it's a, that's a cool feeling whenever it's just you, your phone, and uh, taking a shit and you're just dying laughing. And you're just wondering what the people in the hotel room next to you are like. And I just want to tell them like, uh, yeah, Francesca just told her I got to go fuck it. <laughs> Basically, it's going to be interesting taking calls. Mm-hmm. For the live radio show next week, Gumpy's going to be answering the phones. Mm-hmm. Brr, brr. Hello. Oh man. Oh for one. <laughs> hey pal. Hey, hey pal. pal. Hey pal. But How you doing, pal? I don't know where to go. A or hey. How would you? I think I just go hey, but I think it sounds like a. Right. I think you just speak. Just go with it. Do anything but say hello. <laughs> well, you just did. Warm up. <laughs> I wonder how many calls we're going to get. And have we figured out the tech for the calls? Can we take calls yet? Uh, we will be able to in Indy for sure with like the full switchboard. In the truck, we should be able to, but not like, like it, it'll be much harder to get on the show calling on the truck than it will be when we're in Indy. So next week, that'll be Thursday, Friday in Wake Forest, Winston-Salem. Tim McAfee's box truck studio will be making a debut. The Chiefs are going to win it all, though. I very much believe that. Nope, I don't, because Tom Brady's still playing football. And the Indianapolis Colts are going to be a good football team. I watched the Indianapolis Colts uh, Twitter. They posted a video from practice today. Jacoby Brissett threw a rope to Funches across this middle, and uh, the whole team went crazy. I think they're feeling themselves. I think the Colts are in a good spot. They've really come together. It's going to be a great year here for uh, – we're giving fans what we wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Fire NFL season 100. Shout out Nate Burleson. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that rap song today. It's not easy to put a rap song together. No. That is PG, right? right Will Smith right. was able to do it. Won a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, Oscars. Yeah. No, actually, he hasn't yeah. won an Oscar yeah. yet. He won a Grammy, <laughs> maybe two. But. You get it, the music one. We were talking about his music. Yeah. You Gram- respect those, right? Grammys? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Will Smith's. No, I mean, he won He won the first one for rap, so there's something to be said for that. That was a long, long time ago. I mean, what's his deal? Uh, my, the Bad Boys trailer came out. I was going to say, so yeah, 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 yeah the Bad Boys trailer. Does it look awesome? I mean, it's... It's what you, it's what you you'd want. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be awesome! Yeah, they're gonna be so fun. I'd rather watch Hobbs and Shaw. Well, yeah, the world. Is exactly. The world is. We're way past what Bad Boys Three can do now. We're we're into bigger and better things. Oh, why are you gonna do that to Martin Lawrence? I understand. I you love hate. Martin Lawrence. Oh, do you? Yeah. No, you want his movie he, to fail. You want his comeback to fail. He does not look good in the trailer. Easy. <laughs> he he doesn't. I was hoping. I mean, it's just. Will Smith looks like the guy from 2003. Martin Lawrence, man, looks like he was about 45 years ago. You can't compare him to Will, though. They're like the same age. That's what I'm saying. Will, Will Smith has kept his physique. Martin, Martin Lawrence has been living. Has clearly, been through a lot. Has clearly gone. Has he? Yeah. Been on some rough times. What has he been doing? Jesus, food. why are you burying him right now? <laughs> I love Martin Lawrence. Run, tell dad. Great <laughs> But, but goddamn, man. I mean, he knew he was going to be on the big screen again. Tied the bottom. <laughs> Listen to Ty body shaming Martin Lawrence. 
This is unbelievable. It's just because I care. It's because I love the guy. <laughs> <laughs> In his defense, like Bad Boys Three, all the build up, all these years, you you probably should tighten it up. Yeah, but what has Martin Lawrence been doing? He's been living on. He's got so much money. I bet. Yeah, I'd assume so. Just been relaxed. Been living comfortable. Got all fat and giggly, you know. He'll be back, bro. Wait till Bad Boys Four. He's gonna be fucking jumping over buildings again. Don't you worry about Martin Lawrence. Let's see how this one does before we talk about Bad Boys Four. Uh, it's gonna do well, Martin. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are in it. It's gonna do good. We'll see. Do you think Hobbs and Shaw is gonna do good? Yeah, I knew it was gonna do good. That's an easy one. By the way, I didn't know how it was gonna do. With oh come Nine on. months of marketing, by <laughs> <laughs> but the movie crushed. Especially worldwide. I think it's up over like 700 million. Yep. Hey, The Rock got married too. He's his own best man. Things are going good for Dwayne Johnson. You like that move? I don't know. I am honestly, <laughs> I am a bit indifferent. He said all the spirits and the people of his past were up there with him, which I can respect. <laughs> Where's everyone in his current life, though? Like, what are they doing? I Do you think he's got a friend who was very disappointed that he wasn't? You're probably still sleeping. He got married at like 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's also think about this. Does he live in Hawaii full time? No. No, I think he's got him. California, yeah. You got to remember 7 a.m. though. That's, I mean, that's pretty late. Like Sam and I wake up at 5 a.m. when we're in Hawaii. We look like we're goddamn Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> we look like we're here. Sam's walking around the whole. She's the first person up in the entire resort. We're getting a hike in before 7 a.m. Like we look like we're like adults. But no, no, it's a fucking time zone. Like there's nothing we can do about it. We we actually just slept in until noon. These people, <laughs> these people think we're some heroes out there. Now, granted, on the flip side, we did have somebody that was in a room above us coming from the other time zone. I think. Mm-hmm. They were not happy with me. I had a 7.30 a.m. call, you know, just classic FaceTime call. Had no idea anybody was in the room above us. I forget what I was saying. Probably something ridiculous. Like, ah, I don't want to. That's just not what we're going to do. We're just not going to do that. This guy peeks his head over the thing. He's like from Russia. He's like, I, don't, I can't do a Russian accent right now. Let me figure it out. Mother, no. Anyways, he told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, he was, and then I was like, oh, I, I literally like looked up. I was like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I had no idea anybody was up there, you know? And he just kept going. You know, he was like, you're rude to us. And I'm like, I didn't know you were even, I'm so sorry. I would be pissed off too. And then we go into the room and I continue my conversation. And Sam's like, Pat, you're still like yelling right now. <laughs> they are right above us. <laughs> So I got like kicked out of the resort because I was trying to have a conversation early. So that what I'm saying is, he got married early. But if he's accustomed to another time zone, got to add at least three hours onto that thing. And uh, I like the thought of a brunch, a little breakfast brunch. By the way, I didn't hate that. I mean, yeah, it's different. I, I kind of liked it. A little wedding buffet. Food's good. Food's yeah. automatically good. Yeah, but it's, brunch food is always good. Always. In brunch, you can have chicken nuggets and pizza yeah. because it's lunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, but I feel like that's too much, like, tailgate. Like, I, I want to start getting drunk at, like, 4, not 8 a.m. <laughs> we talked about this. Mr. Fox has a rule, okay? Until 2 p.m. Yeah, that's right. Evan Fox's dad has a rule that he's lived by. Forever. Forever. And this is how I, I think it's an adult look. Mm-hmm. If it's not 2 p.m. yet, he's not housing beers. Otherwise, Mrs. Fox. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Yeah, it's a good rule. You're saying it with the... Did they get Everett? It's 201. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really crap. That's no good. Anyways, did he give a... 
did he give a best man speech? Is what That's I mean. the million dollar question. Because everybody has said he is the one human that does exist today that is potentially two different humans in one human. Dwayne Johnson, seven bucks production, suits, ballers, Hobbs and Shaw, selfie videos, private planes, workouts. Then there is tequila, chocolate chip cookies. Voss water. Voss water. (laughs) Yes, we all know. That's Dwayne Johnson. Incredibly rich, incredibly successful, but it seems as if he never sleeps and just keeps it moving. And then there's that other human that created this whole thing, The Rock. Mm -hmm. Did The Rock give a speech at Dwayne Johnson's wedding? Here's the here's the situation. It's a real question. There's only a handful of people you could have that would be cooler or better at giving a best man speech than either Dwayne Johnson or The Rock. So when you take that into account, yeah, I think it's fine. You know, who would it be? What if Stone Cold Steve Austin just came in in the middle of his breakfast brunch? And hey, you want to hop on one of these four by fours with me? <laughs> That's straight up Steve Austin show. It's just him just doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's I want, the best. I want to watch it. Oh, it's hilarious. It is a hilarious concept of a show. Because you're literally just watching Stone Cold Steve Austin just do a bunch of normal human things with ridiculous circumstances attached. And then the conversations he has. He's interviewing. He's a good interviewer. It's. It sounds like, like a Dr. Phil Oprah <laughs> Dan Patrick. <laughs> It's like a good interview, too. So it's like sprinkled in with, all right, we're going to hop on these uh, recliners that have, uh, uh, you know, a nice 800 ponies under the hood. We're going to drive around Cleveland, and then we're going to park it. We're going to eat a hot dog, uh, drink a beer, and then we're going to talk about your high school life, Baker Mayfield. It was very interesting. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it. But I think he could have done a good speech at Dwayne Johnson. Oh, for sure. I think so. I don't know who else. Uh, Ric Flair. I mean, we could just do wrestlers. Wrestlers. Right. Alone. You think The Rock would like us? Like, is he looking for new friends? Like, you think we're his new friends? Nah. Seems like he's all set. Seems like a very private guy. Hey. Builds his entire gym everywhere he goes, just so he can work out by himself. Yeah, that's true. Which, by the way, I don't blame him, because, you know, old fuckers at the gym can get in the way, especially when you're trying to clang some iron. Clanging and banging. Excuse me. That's what he's got to (laughs) say. All right, that's the show. Uh, it's been fun. We're going back to America tomorrow. Can't wait to watch Packers Bears tonight. Uh, podcast coming out tomorrow. We got uh, NFL recap, best of the week recap. Uh, things to look forward to going into the weekend. Gambling, bangers, see you later, all that shit. Should be a good show. Mm-hmm. Canada's been pretty good to us, I think. It has, absolutely. I mean, we're currently locked in a meeting room with no windows. Right above the lobby. It's a thousand degrees. Hey, not, hey, hey, that Union Station little stooge I was in today, <laughs> that was legitimately a thousand degrees. Marshawn Lynch, I thought, was going to potentially pass out from how much he and I were sweating. I thought he was going to leave. There was a chance. Yeah. There was a couple chances Marshawn was going to leave before we got our interview. Because they had him doing other stuff. He rolled out of an Escalade with 200,000 skittles. <laughs> That's how it started. It was a great day. Very thankful to the people at the zone and to you for listening. Hashtag Gumpy Hates Canada. <laughs> and no, I'm joking. Don't do that. Hashtag uh, Coming to America. Send us 
a topic you'd like us to talk about uh, that's a little bit obscure. Actually, send in questions. That's what we're going to do. Hashtag coming to America questions. Uh, we'll answer a couple questions on tomorrow's podcast. If your question gets read, free merch um, from Nick Barato. Ah, Gumpy. Free merch from Gumpy. Gumpy will select the questions. Use hashtag coming to America questions. That's good. And Gumpy, who is coming to America, will pick them. Other than that, let's get the fuck out of here. There's some real clanging and banging going on outside. <laughs> Ty Schmidt hit the music. Yeah. Weezy, I Smoking legal. legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Foreign shit running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, this shit is lethal, dog. Who you see? What? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top, it isn't lonely. Everybody acting like they know me, dog. Don't just say it now, you gotta show me. What you gotta do? Bring the clip back empty. Yeah, asked to see the ball, so they sent me, dawg I just broke off with a 10-piece, dawg There ain't nothing, I'm just being friendly, dawg It's just a little 10-piece for it Just to blow it in the mall Doesn't mean that we involved I just what? I just uh, put a Richard on the card I ain't go playing ball But I'll show you how the fuck you gotta do it If you really wanna ball Till you're five when you're back against the wall And a bunch of niggas need you to go away Still going bad on them anyway Saw you last night but did it all day Yeah, a lot of murk coming in a hard way Got a sticky and I keep it at my dog's place Girl, I left you loving magic, not saw shade Still going bad on you anyway Whoa, 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 whoa. I can feel like 80 rats in my Mary's Me and Drizzy back to back is getting scary If you fucking with my eyes, just don't come near me Put some bands all on your head like Jason Terry Rich and Millie cause a Lambo Known to keep the better bitches on commando Every time I'm in my trap, I move like Rambo Ain't a neighborhood in Philly that I can't go For real She said, oh, you rich, rich Bitch, I graduated, call me Big Fish I got Lori Hurry on my wish list. That's the only thing I want for Christmas. Uh, I been had my way out here, yeah, no, that's facts. You ain't living that shit you said, yeah, we know that's cat. You ain't got the ass when you see me, no, I'm straight. DTOVO, we back again, we going back. It's just a little 10 piece for it, just to blow it in the mall. Doesn't mean that we involved. I just what? I just uh, put a Richard on the card. I ain't go playing ball, but I'll show you how the fuck. Gotta do it if you really wanna fall Till you're five when you're back against the wall And a bunch of niggas need you to go away Still going bad on them anyway Saw you last night but did it broad day